0: You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. What up, what up? My name is Nick Ingvall and this is the Sneaker History Podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. If you're a regular member of our community, welcome back. I can't believe I'm about to say this. We're about to kick off our fifth year of the show and... To go along with that, we're gonna be making some changes, but I'll save that for a future episode. To start off our fifth year, I wanted to give all of our new listeners a chance to really get to know my co-hosts on the podcast by digging a little deeper into who they are, what kicks they're into, and answer some of the questions that our community members were dying to ask them. So we decided to play a little game of 20-ish questions with everyone on the podcast. it, Mike, Robbie, and myself. I'm on the hot seat for this episode, and I'll be answering questions from our Discord community and from my co hosts. So I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Sneaker
1: History
2: Podcast. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to yet another edition of the sneaker history podcast we are now completing the set you see Thanos you see all the stones there's that big missing one in the middle that's Nick Engvall he gets 20 (laughs) questions today from me and my illustrious host Robbie and Mike but before we go into the questions how is everyone doing today
3: I'm pretty good as I'm watching Miami beat the uh pants off of Boston now I'm pretty excited about that
1: man I'm feeling hyped off that intro I'm feeling good yeah seriously (laughs)
0: Roy might have to just take over. I mean that No. Brought, that's, that's that not brought here. way more and energy sound than I you do.
2: here is our subscriptions in the Discord drying like a vagina. Bitch-
1: <laughs> drying like I doubt pink.
3: it. People love you, Roy. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, no,
1: no. Well, totally though. roads right. We have 21 questions, 20, 22, whatever it's going to be for Nick Vall. So let's go ahead and just jump into it, right? Let's let's get the show on the road. Kind of fresh to Nick. I'm excited to ask a lot of these. (laughs) So the first one here from Dalton is, what is the Marshall Mathers LP of sneakers? What is the Marshall Mathers LP of
0: sneakers? Assuming
3: you like the Marshall Mathers LP. I was going to say, Nick, what is your relationship to that
0: album? So so I'm not a big Eminem fan, but um, I mean, I respect his genius, but I'm not a big Eminem fan. So that's actually a tough one for me. (laughs) So
3: what shooter do you respect but not necessarily going to wear? That's what it sounds like.
0: Yeah, I think it's probably... Honestly, like, it's probably like the the nine ninety V New Balance nine ninety V three four five all those shoes. I'm not a fan of any of that. I like the original, like boxy, you know, eighties vibe one. But the rest of them, the gray ones specifically, they're all right. But like, they, they I recognize their greatness, but they don't really do anything for me personally.
1: That's our next episode of Why Do Balance Doesn't Need to Exist. Remember?
3: <laughs> I, <about> <laughs> I forgot about that one. That's a good one. Forgot about that.
1: But uh, killer answer. This next one, all about the food from oh, Roberto. Yeah. Why don't you love tacos as much as burritos? <laughs>
0: okay. Hey. Um, I mean, clearly, I'm, i You can't see me, but like you can see by my face that I am a fat kid at heart, and that has metabolized in my physical. Stature, let's say. Um, I don't view them very differently, honestly. Like a burrito is a burrito, a taco is just like a a mini burrito, and nachos is just like a micro burrito. So I love all of them equally. I just I prefer to take a back, lot back food. To my question.
1: <laughs> yeah, wrote, wrote, Did you have a follow up question to the burrito?
0: I do. Uh,
2: since you've so eloquently described the. What I would call the foundation of Mexican food. Associate each one of those foods to one of your co-hosts. Go. <laughs> uh, no, actually, you know, I'll, I'll
1: give you a little bit. No, more no, we'll let him answer. That's that's a good ass question. I'm like, who's wait, the taco? I... Who's the burrito? And who's the nacho?
3: Or who's the Mexican pizza? Because I know that's what you love. <laughs> that's that's Nick Engel. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, so
0: yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull some geography out here because Mike's got to be the nachos because they got a lot of good queso down there in Texas, right?
3: Take that. I'll take that.
0: I feel like I feel like Robbie would I feel like Robbie's (laughs) gotta be the tacos because you know tacos are like like nobody's like let's have a burrito party, right? So I feel like Robbie's more the party animal of the group. So he's gotta be the tacos. And Roa, you're you're just like the, and the, uh, you're the, and just, <laughs> yeah, just like me, you're the other version of me in this podcast, right? <laughs> so,
1: one last food question because one of mine was also food related, specifically burrito related. You could have one type of burrito for the rest of your life. What flavor or filling is it going to be? Oh, man. Uh, Not forever, but what's your favorite? However, you want to think about it, but your number one burrito. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, so I, I ebb and flow out of. Like, eating vegetarian and and not. So, like, the California burrito is basically carne asada with everything on it. Sour cream, guac, salsa, lettuce, rice, beans, all that good stuff. Um, And then potatoes or french fries in it. That's usually my default.
3: Dang. The asterisk
0: to that answer is that the mission-style burrito that you get in San Francisco, it's, like, just drenched with stuff and just, like, not, not always covered, but, like, just... Juicy, juicy, like messy as hell. You remember like the the old Carl's Junior commercials? Like that's the style of burrito, right? Where it's just like I just want to be like you know. Most of my clothes represent that, you know. Like that's why I just wear black t shirts because I can replace them after I spill half a burrito on them. So
3: the ambulance is a that. heart attack cut. Like I was like, all that stuff you put on there. I was like, ambulance is coming for somebody who ate that just now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> heart attack. <laughs> So before we go down the list more, Mike it, do either one of you have one you want to pepper in, or we can Ooh, just keep I going do. down the list? Go ahead, Mike. I got
3: one I want to pepper in, and it's not food related. It's another love of Nick Ingval, and it involves cars. So, Nick, what does your dream car build look like?
0: Uh, I mean, that's a really tough question because that's like asking me what my favorite pair of shoes is, and I'd have to give like four answers for it. Uh, the, the ultimate car for me is 1992 Acura Integra GSR. I own two of them. I would like to own three of them. There's one color that there's one other color that came out that I will eventually get. Um, but I also like the ultimate, ultimate dream car money. No objective, uh, would be, uh, 2007 Porsche GT3 RS. They released it in, uh, a black with orange and an orange with black. So ideally Cam and I have, right up your alley, you man. know, his and hers and, you know, but that's a, that's a couple hundred thousand dollars at this point. So each, so probably we got to, we got to drop a few more episodes to get to that.
2: Going on that car theme and I, I'm borrowing the format of Dalton's question, but I'm going to kind of flip it a little if you could make a Michael Schumacher signature shoe from an existing signature shoe, who's who would lose their signature shoe to Michael?
0: Uh, well, Michael Schumacher technically had a Zoom Turf in '97, which was the Barry Sanders shoe. Um,
2: bring it out that's why i knew i knew he would have it within arms i don't i don't have it i don't have
0: it right now but um yeah so so they did that already and that's actually a really great question the modern version of that i think is i mean it's hard for me to not say like a kobe 5 or something like that right something that just represents speed in the form of footwear um and to be honest like if you're thinking about Michael Schumacher, you're probably thinking about Ferrari and red and they frankly just didn't do a lot of good Kobe fours and fives with a lot of red on them. I'm not a big red shoe fan most of the time, but like that would be like kind of like a quintessential, like tie in of two things that, you know, make sense to me.
1: I love that. That's a good one. I have mine in the list here. So I'm going to take one mixes, two things. Also, where would you have taken rest in peace? Keith Huffington to lunch or dinner and what shoes are you wearing on that date?
0: Oh, H- Keith Huffnagel from, from, Huff. Yeah, Huff, yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, we're probably going to like, I mean, we're probably just going to a hole in the wall burrito spot in the mission in San Francisco. <laughs> That's what's, um, up. yeah. Like the, the one, the one place that stands out more new there is called as uh, Papalote is really good. They've got a lot of good, like sauces and salsas and stuff. But honestly, like I feel like it'd be it'd be kind of grimy, right? Like I used to go to San Francisco as a as a teenager, you know, young teenager to like watch the guys skate. I never could skate, but I would just go to watch them. And like, you know, that whole that whole like life of a skateboarder is like living off of Seven Eleven meals and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it would probably be like just some random spot that we didn't we didn't know. And the sneakers you're wearing. The sneakers that I'm wearing are probably a shoe that's not officially a Huff shoe, but was designed by Benny Gold, who designed the Huff logo, designed a bunch of stuff for Huff back in the day. And that's the uh, Nike SB Trainer One Gold Diggers. Damn, it's a good hit.
2: Nice. He ain't messing with no broke, no broke.
1: <laughs> follow Benny Gold, too, if you don't, on socials. It's a really fun follow. Yeah, he's, he's a, a fun great follow. Yep. All right, so Sweet X, I don't love this question, but it's a good one to ask. What's your favorite sneaker to hate? I guess I'm going to say, oh, what's, what's one of your least favorite sneakers? I'm going to rephrase that for him. What's one of your least favorite?
0: I mean, honestly, like the Yeezy 350, the Yeezy 350 V2, like it is not a shoe for me. I would even put the Roshi up there. Like, it's not a shoe for me. I I, I don't like like sock like shoes very often. I mean, I don't get me wrong; they're comfortable. I've tried them on, but if I'm going for something that like I personally feel is comfortable, I'm going for an Ultra Boost, an Air Max One, maybe a ninety or, or something like that instead of a instead of one of those like nothing nothing without structure on the top. Like I, I'd rather have a little bit of structure on the shoe.
1: Okay. Okay. Good answer. So Drusifer has one here of what do you think about Tim Lichicum not being in the baseball hall of
0: fame, (laughs) the long haired bandit? I mean, so that's actually a really interesting question because I think that the, I think that one, I think major league baseball hall of fame is the worst of all of them. It's all controlled by old white dudes that won't let (laughs) successful people in. Um, But I think that, we view sports in such a dated way as fans because, and I do it too. I'm not, this is not an attack on anybody. This is just me. Like I value Michael Jordan's legacy with the bulls and what he did there. The same way I value Kobe's legacy with the Lakers and staying there more than LeBron moving around or KD moving around. So like, that's kind of an archaic way of thinking about, about sports. And I think that is why people like Tim Linscombe were like, you know, arguably the greatest pitcher in the league for like six or seven years straight, but like, was like burnt out by that time, you know, like this guy's like five, nine or something. And he's throwing a hundred miles an hour. He's basically like got back problems because of it. All of that kind of stuff weighs into the way I think about it. So As a Giants fan, I would love for him to be in the Hall of Fame. He brought more joy to me and my family and friends than most athletes will ever. But I totally understand that Like, we just look at things wrong, in my opinion, in the way that like Sports Hall of Fame works. So I think they should revisit that and say, like, hey, if this person, you know, balled out of control for five years straight, they need to they deserve some credit, too. Like, yeah, there's longevity, but like. If their star was shining brighter than everybody else in the game for that era, it's still super important to me.
1: Yes. Over a half a decade a powerful thing. I'm going to go with two yeah. more um, fan questions, and then I'm going to pop in to us here. These are pretty easy ones. Cool. So, Nick, from Yo! It's Andrew, what
0: is your Grail of Grails? Uh, so, Grail of Grails is a tough one, but the first shoe that comes to mind... I worked for Soul Collector for a couple of few years. I don't even remember how long, long, long time ago when the magazine was still around um, before it became like a complex thing. Uh, They did a very limited collaboration. Uh, The Reebok question, it was actually like a part of a promotion with like Incubus and Honda for like a tour. So it kind of combined like Incubus, one of my favorite bands. I've seen them about a dozen times. Uh, <laughs> Honda's obviously my favorite kind of car, <laughs> and the Reebok question. So, like that shoe to me, like it's just I don't know if there's a, there's only a handful of them around, but um, that'll probably be the only shoe that I'll ever pay like a, an insane amount of an insane amount of that's money a for. Grail, Grail. The second shoe. The, sorry, I just that's thought a stellar
2: of Stellar Grail. The
0: second, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Deftones dunks. <laughs> I don't think there's a, a thirteen around. Um, there's only you know twenty something pairs of that shoe. I think so. Um, everything I've seen is a size nine or a size ten. So if that I'm ever shows up human. in my size, it's right up there too.
1: And then the last fan question before we switch back to us from still yo, it's Andrew. What is your favorite smell? And to me, why is it a Honda inside of a Honda? Oh yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, I was what like, I what feel like is your I favorite smell? Hat or a Honda? <laughs> um,
0: God, I don't even know how, I don't even, just I, honestly, like my, my favorite smell is the ocean. Like just being at the ocean.
2: Great answer. I don't
0: uh, like, that's why we moved to Monterey. That's why we pay way too much to live here and you know, <laughs> live like a very subdued life because of it. But at the end of the day, it's like as shitty as the, the whole day could be, I can get to the ocean, take a few deep breaths and nothing else really matters. So.
1: It's beautiful. All right, gentlemen, any, any questions from you guys?
2: So the way you set scenes and the way you answer these questions leads me to probably my biggest question, which is Nick Engvall. What makes a great storyteller as a great storyteller?
0: Uh, I think you gotta be passionate about something, you know, like you can look at all the formulas online. You can watch all the YouTube videos about how to tell great stories. And yes, there's like, there's, Patterns and the way that you do things, there's obviously some technical aspects to storytelling. But to me. If I'm not like excited to use something. To have it, to own it, to experience it, then it doesn't make sense for me to tell that story. I'd rather find the person that has that super passionate, you know, like. uh, Like it's it's kind of why I've. Always like like gravitated towards like new up and coming, uh, like creators. Right. And I work a lot with them and try to meet people and and connect with people when they're just getting started, because, you know, the more you do something, the more you lose, the more you lose interest in it, or the more it just like becomes the work aspect of it, whether you're working for a company or working for yourself or just doing it on the side as a side hustle. And I think that's why, like we, you know, Mike and I talk a lot about the YouTube stuff and, and, you know, at the end of the day, like, I could get you excited about any of the questions you've asked because they're, they're very poignant to me in my life. But if somebody was like, where can I get some good Indian pizza? And, you know, like I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make sense for me to tell that story, but like, that's also what I love about what I've done for work for so long is like being able to find and connect with people that can tell those stories. So I think it's, I think it really just comes down to like the excitement of, of, you know, and being able to get that out of people. Right. Like that's, that's where like great documentaries come in. Right. Like, yeah. you know, it would be super boring. I th- it just made me think of the last dance. Right. The last Dance, of, but in super boring if it was only Michael. Yeah. But because you got so much time with Michael and you got to see his competitive nature come out, like it put him right back in that place. So like. In a sense, like the storytellers of that, yes, it's my, in Michael's words, it's in Scotty's words, it's everybody that's a part of that dynasty, but like the people behind the scenes that are crafting that really are pulling from the passionate people in that moment to be able to tell that story properly, in a way that gets us all excited and wants us, to, you know, have us talk about it, you know. So,
3: so the question I have actually is the probably direct segue from what Roy just asked you, you know, from taking a ragtag group of sneaker lovers here and making a, I say a successful podcast. And how do you find inspiration to keep, you know, finding these different ventures from us here at sneaker history to exhaust notes, to, uh, yeah, all the things you've done, things you do even outside of like, of the sneaker history, you know, extended universes what it calls it like you're, you're constantly finding something new.
0: I mean, it's, it's people, right. It's like, uh, It's got, it doesn't got to be the shoes, right? Like I know that's corny to say, but like, it's absolutely not the shoes, right? I don't, I don't care about the physical shoe. Of course, go through the motions. Like I love to get a pair. I love the smell of a new pair. I love wearing a pair for the first time, all those things. And we can all agree on those things. But like at the end of the day, like that stuff doesn't matter. Like, and maybe this is my, my fault, but like, I couldn't tell you what most people were wearing. When we had the big Seattle meetup a couple years back, Mm -hmm. I couldn't tell you what anybody was wearing at the like Bay Area meet we did, you know, six months ago. And like, I don't remember the shoes that people were wearing because I'm I'm invested in the people. And, you know, like that's where like that's what makes this community so great. You know, like that's what makes, you know, the discord and all of our late night conversations and, you know, people just, you know sharing all these things that they're passionate about and finding things that they didn't even know they were passionate about or, or learning from it from other people. And I think that's, you know, ultimately what what it comes down to. And I think, you know, for, for us, like we have and flow and we toss ideas around all the time. And like, you know, the best thing I think about our podcast is that we're able to be dynamic with it. We have the four of us, we have a few people from the discord that'll hop on once in a while but, like it never has to be all four of us, because it puts too much pressure on us to just enjoy what we're doing and enjoy having the conversations. But um, yeah, that's I think the best I think that's a solid enough answer, hopefully. <laughs> and allow cool. it.
1: That's a good one. So I've been keeping track. we're at 13. We're doing pretty well Ooh. so far. All right. Um, Mario restore his ass. When are you bringing back Mario? Um, when are you asking? When are you bringing <laughs> back uh, sneaker combos? His name isn't literally Mario. Ooh, uh, Mario.
0: The pressure. The pressure. Um, if you don't know, which probably a lot of people that are going to listen to this or watch this don't know. We did sneaker combos. Um, wow, that was answer? like 2021, March or yeah. May of tw- March, April, May 2021. Um, essentially, like it was just like a. It was my idea of what like a sneaker event should be, but it was online because obviously we were still doing, dealing with a lot of COVID, not traveling and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to do that in person. Like one of the things that I, one of the things that I miss about the way sneakers used to be. And I, I, I I don't take this the wrong way, but I love like the sneaker cons because I love seeing kids get excited Mm -hmm. about like coming through and like, trading shoes, selling shoes, buying shoes. Like I love all of that stuff. Yeah. Some of it I think is like, you know, there's obviously shitty people everywhere that take advantage of situations or people or whatever. But, um, you know, to me, like the community aspect of it is what I wanted to kind of showcase is like, I didn't want it to be about money for that. Um, there were. A handful of people that turned us down because I wouldn't pay them to come on, but, um, you know, like that's how pe- a lot of people make their money, you know? So I, I get that. Like you've, you've earned the right to ask that at a certain point in your career. So, um, so long-winded answer. I would love to do that in person at some point. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen this year, but maybe it's a 2024 thing. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe we, maybe we figure out a way to do it in between there. I don't know.
2: Nice.
0: I love it.
1: So, go ahead. Hit us with one.
2: Yeah, I've got another question. As a man who's renowned for all the collectibles, as you can see in the back, he's got hats, <laughs> he's got action figures, he's got shoes, he's got a sweet camera. <laughs> if you could collect one more thing, what would it be?
0: Uh...
1: Bags of dicks. didn't see that coming
0: did not see that coming i actually probably would I, i i wouldn't collect physical things as much but i i would love to like visit all the national parks in the country and like like kind of checklist through states and parks and all of that so that would be kind of my answer Maybe, maybe I should say stickers to put on my, you know, notebook or something, but yeah, that would be the, the, the thing. I think the physical things like are great, but like, I'm really trying to figure out how to like collect the experiences at this point in life. Nice. Very right, correct. So I got, answer.
3: I got one It follows up a question I asked you earlier and you answered with the Integra. I figured you would <laughs> now being a very pure person with your Integras and your Hondas. How do you feel about the new Integra, Nick?
0: Uh, (laughs) I, I get why it exists as a business decision, but you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I like two doors on the Integra. I'd rather, I'd rather see that, you know, I think same thing with like the new civic. Like, I think the I think the new civic type R looks really dope, but I still think it would be really cool if they made a two door uh, of a civic, a two door coupe or a, you know, two door Integra and You know, kind of thinking about, like, the other cars on the market, like, there's, like, the Scion, or Scion, the the, uh, Toyota 86, GR86, and the, you know, Subaru BRZ or whatever, and those kind of, like, coupes that are all rear-wheel drive. But, like, the Hondas have traditionally been front-wheel drive, and I think that's just a fun contradiction to the way the trend goes, but it's also not a profitable – being contrary is not a profitable way to do business, Especially less in the automotive fake industry intakes.
1: <laughs> less, fi- less fake less yeah. fake intakes and less doors, please. Yeah. Two less doors yeah. to be exact. Give
3: me less doors.
1: <laughs> so a couple last year. We're in the home stretch. We're at 16. So I'm gonna hit nice. you with one from me. If you had the power to make everyone on earth wear one shoe, what shoe would it be? Uh
0: um, not in the mean ways.
1: Any you wanna you wanna look at the yeah. same shoe
0: all day every day. I mean, I think if you, I think if everybody's wearing the same shoe, like it's got to be Chucks because at the end of the day, it's the most versatile you can, you can, everybody has a different way of styling it or customizing it or wearing it. And like, you can put fat laces in it. You can put round laces in it. You can make it into whatever. I just don't think you can do that with other shoes. So like if, if everybody wore Jordan threes, which would be like another choice or Reebok questions, what I would love to see, (laughs) like. You know, people wouldn't people wouldn't be able to wear them differently enough to feel unique in them. So you'd probably just get tired of seeing like the same old like thing. So I'm going to go with Chuck's.
1: Life finds a way, Nick. You you can definitely find a way to,
3: (laughs) to, to, to,
1: to style a pair of questions in a personal way. So one here from Danden. What he lists five pairs. What's a couple pairs? That you still are looking for In your collection Because five is a, It could be a big number off the top So we are just a couple it's pairs a That are missing from that case behind you
0: Alright well I, I mentioned the The Reebok Soul Collectors um, And the Deftones Dunks The other one uh, Soul Collector Penny 2 Is kind of like that black gray Bright mm-hmm. green yellow Whatever color that is Volt I guess um, That one's definitely on my bucket list still Um I'd really like to get a pair of the uh, the flash orange dunks. I never got a pair of those, and that was like kind of one of the first dunks that kicked off like my interest in dunks just because it was Giants colors. Um, That's why five is honestly, tough. Honestly, like the, 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 the other two that come to mind, Ueno nine Air Max 95s. Or like I think there was like the Atmos or the Mita remake of it. Mm. Um, basically black black laces, and then um, honestly, I want I want like an original pair of Pump Furies, like in the in the like you know bright Citron colorway. Yeah, that's probably nice.
1: All right, gentlemen, we got two okay. more spots left. Do either? What do you want to take the?
2: Oh, I got one at the end. Go ahead, Roy.
1: You okay. two got the last I'll go two. Go alternate
2: And I'll set you up. Uh, so how do you feel about Victor Vembanyama joining? No, uh, my <laughs> last question to you like is. Closed, do that. <laughs> please do. It's the only way I'll learn. You are a lot of people's favorite podcaster. And anytime you put a podcast up, I can just hear the droves stopping everything, downloading it, and getting it fresh within their ear. What are some of your favorite podcasts that inspire you in a similar way? That the minute you see, oh, it's a new episode of Blank, it's like I've got to stop everything I'm doing and listen to this.
0: Um, I listen to I listen to Tim Ferriss a lot. Um, he's the guy that wrote the Four Hour Work Week, and he's just done a lot of incredible stuff in his career. But his podcast is very, uh, I, I just find it always entertaining and inspiring the way that he questions people. I think he's, I think that the thing that I love about what he does and how he does it is like the way I look at the the way I want to be is just like hundred percent passionately curious about everything, you know, like it's kind of the art of storytelling in a sense reversed, right? It's like, if you're asking enough of the right questions, you get to that gold mine underneath someone's discomfort of sitting on a podcast you know like i think back to the way we started this podcast and like you listen the first few episodes like we didn't know how to figure out the audio we didn't know how to like (laughs) like i didn't know how to edit it at all like it was just like we're just doing it because we wanted to talk to people about sneakers and like we just started talking to each other about it so i think the you know the the that's like the first one that comes to mind um there's there's a lot of them. Most of the time I land on like business oriented podcasts and like just really kind of f- focus on the way that people move through life, be productive, keep their sanity, come back from losing their sanity, whatever those things are. Um, but yeah, that's that's the one that comes to mind, at least.
3: Nice. All right. Also, thank one? you for the compliment, okay. Roy. <laughs> All right. I'm going to ask the question that people want to know. Royal, uh, Roy. Nick. What's under that hat? Is there like a little <laughs> mouse, like right at 2 tui, under there? Like we don't ever Stop see what's it. going on. Nowhead. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, you cut the long hair. I didn't notice you cut the no, long hair. No, he did.
2: He he gave us a seductive head turn earlier in the podcast, and I was like, these <laughs> listeners really have no idea what's coming for them. The man is on phone. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I I uh, I grew my hair out for three years straight, basically, almost to the day, and then I was like. <laughs> I've been, I've been ready to get rid of it I mean, not that I didn't like It's whatever, like, it's just a lot yeah. of work And I don't have I'm trying to, like, streamline Like I want my, my decision to, The only decisions I have to make in the morning To be, what hat am I wearing And what shoes am I wearing The rest of it is, hey. like, plain, plain black t-shirt <laughs> You know, same, same pants or shorts all the time So, yeah, but Yep, cut it all off tattooey, Kill me, Mike,
1: that was a good one <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, that was exactly 20 questions with Nick Engvall. Oh. Everybody, make sure you follow him at Nick Engvall on socials. Make sure you tune in to more sneaker history yeah. episodes across many different platforms. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Good
3: job, everybody. Made it through
1: about Cheerio, Robbie. trash. Yes. Cheerio. <laughs> Thanks guys. At least one of us got exactly 20.
0: Hey, Hey, Nick here again, before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the sneaker history podcast. Be sure to hop into our discord to answer this episode's the last shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts if you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world i've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry you can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter and last but not least tell someone you like their kicks today you never know how far a simple compliment can take you and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.